Hello, everybody. Hey. Hey. We're so excited to have a special guest co-host tonight. Her name is Corey, and she is my sister. (laughs) Hey, hey, hey. Yeah. So if our voices sound similar and it's hard to tell us apart, that's because we're related. Um, But we're super excited to have a third party join us we've never done this before and Corey will ask her a bunch of questions but she has not had um weight loss surgery so we thought it would be fun to have someone who hasn't gone through the experience come in and ask us questions that maybe other people who are considering the surgery also have so that's what we're going to do tonight in a quick sweet little questionnaire uh style thing but first, I guess I should say that I'm Crystal. Hey, and I'm Stacy. <clears throat> and this is the IBBC Itty Bitty Belly Committee podcast. Yay! Yay! <laughs> I'm so excited to do this. I'm so excited to meet the famous Corey. The reason why Corey oh, is even a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so um, Corey right. doesn't know, but so Cor- um, Stacy's um, named after her grandmother, right? Whose name was Anastasia. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, you mean like Stassi from Vanderpump Rules? So now I call Stacy Stassi and then she calls me Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> it's halfway Corey, halfway Crystal. Because when I was in trouble, I would always get yelled at as Crystal. Like mom and dad oh, and grandma yeah. would always say Crystal. Like funny. halfway in between. I like... Yeah. Well, Julian and Jordan sound very similar names too, though. No, I was just saying my sister's kids and she did it to herself madison mason and grayson (laughs) (laughs) exactly that's very midwestern white people names and that's what they are Mm -hmm. (laughs) well i feel like i can just yell jay and they even my husband so it works your husband too yeah (laughs) that's how we're gonna be like jay right yeah Yeah. we want to do k names so and even if we have like a boy or a girl i want to name it kyle and after okay. we're not doing it after the Kardashians now that makes me not want to do it but <laughs> well they're okay I am wearing size medium um, pajama pants tonight and they really are tight on my waist and I was like "Ooh, I look like a rapper's girlfriend right now because it actually looks like I have hips and an ass for once but it's just because the pants are too small so I just thought I'd share that I'm basically a Kardashian right now my point That's- I love that. My stepdaughter actually asked me, she was like being all sneaky today. She works at Ross, which I mean, hello. But um, so she was doing some Christmas shopping, like getting it all done early. And she's like, are you a size medium or a size large? And I was mm. like, hmm, good question. I was like, get whatever one you think. So I'm really excited to open on Christmas. And she's like, I don't know. I, I It's changing. And I was like, I don't know what to tell you I am. <laughs> Just let it let it flow. Buy what you think. It's always good to have it be too big than too small, though, because nothing hurts my feelings more than my dad buying us pajamas my whole life, and they're always too small, like my whole life. True that. That is a big one for you. I remember you telling they're me always that story. Like, and then it's like, cool, not, yeah. not going to be. Yeah. Especially jammies. Jammies are like for sure meant to be big, so hopefully she mm-hmm. went with the large, but I just left it to her. I'm like, whatever you think. 
Yeah, I'm definitely a medium on top now. Like all my shirts are mediums, mm-hmm. but the bottoms because I just carry my waist in my stomach or my my weight in my waist. <laughs> it's a hard thing to say. My waist weight in my waist. Whatever. <laughs> um, the pants are tight, but it's fine. I'll get into them. I don't care. Um. So normally Stacy and I talk a bunch of shit and talk about our lives and like do a free flow thing. But tonight I really wanted to focus on your questions, Corey, because I know you said you had um, some good ones lined up for us. So however, how do you want to do it, Stacey? Like how should we just give Corey the floor and like be like, okay, what do you want to know? And like, we'll just free flow it out or what? Totally. I think we should because I know I had a million questions. So I mm-hmm. think let's do it. Yeah. Okay. And Corey does know, full disclosure, she does know a lot because she's seen me go through it for the past Mm -hmm. nine months or so. Um, But, you know, I think it's different when you go through it versus when you watch someone go through it. So I'm interested to hear like her perspective on it too. Yeah, for sure. Cool. Um, All right. Well, I just kind of wrote them down really quick. Just ones that are probably more pre-op questions or post-op I've seen you go through it. I feel like I have asked a lot of the questions leading up to it. Um, But all right. So my first one is, okay. So after going through this and basically watching you eat like a spoonful, right? It's like, Mm. do you feel like your honest opinion? Do you feel like you could have just continued to eat like soup or like fully train yourself to eat like, you know, a couple bites of each meal instead of going through like the full surgery that you did? Oh, that's a really good question. I haven't like actually considered that. Stacey, do you want it? I feel like oh. our answers are going to be so different because <laughs> we eat so differently, but I want to well, hear your answer. First. Yeah. Like, okay. So this is exactly a question my husband asked me, uh, mm-hmm. believe it or not, prior to surgery. And he was just like, okay, you have all the information. Now, mind you, it took me six months to get through insurance and like the whole bit. And I was like ramping up for it in my mind. And so I knew like 100% I was going to have the surgery. But um, and if I'm understanding the question correctly, you're basically saying like, why not just like do the diet and like lose the weight without the tool, basically? Is that right? Like the pre-op diet. Well, I guess post-op too, right? Yeah, because it's true. It's very restrictive. Right, right. So yeah, he had the same question. He's like, now you have all the information, like, you know, like, this is a treasure chest of information. This is what your pre ops going to look like. This is post ops going to look like all those things. And so he's like, why not just forego the surgery and then do the diet, follow the diet. And then like, in theory, you should have the same sort of results, right? Yeah. So for me, that was, I, I look at it this way that is a diet. What we do now with the tool is a lifestyle and the tool forces you into the lifestyle because I've dieted a million times in my life. I've done every diet you possibly can. I've had, you know, pills that make me feel like a crackhead. I've had butt shots with vitamins, (laughs) you know, vitamin B and like the whole thing, like I've done everything. I was vegan for a while. I was keto for a while. I exercised like a maniac for a while. And the thing is, for me, um, long term was very difficult. And so I was the person who was either on or off. And I felt like when I had the tool in place, it would keep me or prevent me at least for the first year um, from being able to flip the switch off because you're stuck 
like you're completely on and I, I compare it often to a roller coaster like you're on the ride you're strapped in there's no jumping off of it even on the days where you're sad and you feel like eating to comfort yourself you cannot do that so for mm-hmm. me the tool was the only missing piece in every other diet that I ever did because yes in theory you can you can have all sorts of results if you're able to commit and like stay committed. But for me, I wasn't able to stay committed. Mm-hmm. How long has it been since you've had your surgery? Oh, um, so I actually in one week, a little less than a week, um, I'll be six months post-op. Oh, okay. Nice. Yeah. So do you, you feel like after that, like three month mark where you were like starting to crave, like you, your stomach stretched out a little bit more? Like I've seen Crystal being able to eat like, you know, like more foods options. Like do you still aren't like, oh, okay. Like okay, I want to go get a French fry. Cause I guess you just can't, right? Like if you eat it, you throw up kind of a thing. Mm-mm. You no, can eat for it. Me, yeah. For me. <laughs> I can eat it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I feel like Crystal's restriction is way, way uh, more than mine. I definitely don't have any issues with anything. I can eat close to about six, seven ounces of food at a time. Um, Nothing bothers my stomach. I can eat dense food. I can eat light food. I can eat sweet food. I can eat straight up candy. Like I can eat everything and it all settles just fine. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So that's what I mean. Like you have to commit. Well, you can't eat a lot of it, but... Mm -mm. There's ways around it, and I certainly do not recommend doing this, but, like, I was very curious about, like, discovering, I don't know, loopholes (laughs) over the last (laughs) six weeks. (laughs) Um, So there's ways around your sleeve, and unfortunately, like, I want to unlearn all those things. But if you're following the diet, then, yes, you're going to be successful, and you're going to maximize your tool. Um, For me, I feel like I just let myself explore a little bit too much. And so I think it's really important prior to surgery to consider this a lifestyle change, a forever and ever like commitment to dieting, because I do still feel like I am a healthy dieter. I still can have all the stuff, but I need to choose not to. Um, there are people that have this leave and they definitely cannot eat sweets or they will shit themselves or whatever. You know what I mean? Like there's all kinds of stuff out there. And I'm like, I don't know if this is a blessing or a curse, but nothing bothers me. Like nothing makes me go to the bathroom like that. Nothing, you know, like I'm, I'm cool with everything. (laughs) So (laughs) it depends on where you fall. There's so many different, um, you know, results, I guess from this. And I think that's also what kind of makes it tricky to decide about BSG is you can talk to a hundred different people that'll say a hundred different things mm-hmm. about their experience, you know? But I yeah. guess it was nice because six months, how much have you lost? Oh, um, so I'm down since surgery, 59 pounds and then overall 66 pounds. My starting weight was 221. I'm currently 161. And you're five foot five, oh. right? Five, six, five, six. Yeah. That's. I wanted so to cool. say really too. Helpful. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say, like, for me, just like St- Stacy and I know you too, Corey. Like, we've all taken, we've all gone to that like 
kind of shady doctor place where they give you the diet pills and like the B12 shots and stuff. Like I've yo-yoed, I've tried everything. I'm actually smaller now than I was in my senior year of high school. Um, but from senior year on, like my weight fluctuated, but I was pretty consistently always heavy. Not, I was certainly never like thin and I contribute a lot of that to bad choices, but a lot of it also to having PCOS. So my hormones were heavily affecting my um, insulin resistance. So it was doubly hard for me to lose weight, like than the average person. And I don't mean that to be an excuse, but it's just biology and chemistry. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And um, so I could, if I didn't eat, my body would actually go into like hibernation mode. Like I was a bear getting ready for winter. And so it would store fat and um, in my abdomen. And so it was just like, I just felt like I had everything against me. And I tried so many things. I was 38 when I finally decided to do this. And I had some preconceived ideas about it and like judgments of people who had had weight loss surgery, like in our family or in my group of like, you know, not my core friends, but like people I knew. And I'd always heard, I'd heard, you always hear the scary things, you know, like someone who got addicted to pain meds or Mm -hmm. someone whose hair fell out or they couldn't like all these crazy things. You have to take 10,000 pills a day. And so I was really scared of it. Plus I'd never had surgery. I've never gone under. So I was just not, it was kind of for me, like this last ditch effort. Cause I knew I didn't want to live the way I was living anymore. So I was kind of willing to try anything. So I know that I have the wherewithal to kind of stick with any diet. <laughs> I know mm-hmm. I can do it because I'm really stubborn, but my body needed this reset and it was a really dramatic reset um, because I was reaching like pre-diabetic, pre-hypertension, like really scary um, medical consequences for my body being where it was. But you so, lost on a weight when you were doing the pre-op diet. I did. And so my doctor, so, um, they do like a really restrictive pre-op diet before you have your surgery because you have to shrink your liver. Most Americans in general have fatty liver disease because of the way we eat. And so your liver is in the way of your tummy, of your actual stomach organ um, when you have surgery. So if they go in and your liver is inflamed then and fatty, they can't get around it or there's a risk of them nicking it. So you have to do a really restrictive diet based on your BMI for a certain amount of weeks. So I had to do it for two weeks. But I had the thought, just like you're asking, of like, maybe I can just do this pre-op diet for like a year and just lose the weight on my own without the surgery. Let me see what can happen. Mm-hmm. And so I kept putting off scheduling my surgery. Like I was I was approved. I had the financing available. But I was like, I just want to see if I can white knuckle this just like I did with anxiety, just as I did with all these other things in my life that ended up, you know, needing outside help, but thinking I could do it on my own. And so I did lose, I lost some weight because I cut out everything. Like, and I was trying to quit smoking at the same time, which was a nightmare, but I followed this very restrictive diet for probably like two months until I like from like, I started looking into the surgery in August. I started being serious about my diet in November and I did it like November and December 
and I was losing weight, but I felt like crap and I was hungry all the time and I was trying to quit smoking. And then I was just like, okay, I'm just going to do this surgery. Like, I don't think I can do this cabbage diet forever. And I'm gonna, I would, I would like lose some weight and then I would reward myself with like McDonald's. I was like, I need to just not be able to do this and like make these bad choices anymore. Um, so for me, the benefit of the surgery, other than like the really hard pre-op and then post-op few weeks with this reset was um, like, oh shit, what was I say? The the fact that you couldn't go back to it. Like you couldn't. Oh, I your- couldn't go back. Yeah. And oh, never- and it, oh, oh yeah, I was going to say, so they, when they take out your stomach, they take out like 70%, 75% of your existing stomach organ for me, and this is a little bit different for CC, but for me, it they took out enough where it affected the hormone that makes you hungry. So I am very lucky, and I feel like I am in like the majority of people who have the surgery, uh, in that I don't have hunger. Like I'm very, very rarely hungry. I can tell you honestly, I'm never hangry. I'm never like that Snickers commercial where I need a Snickers. Um, and I used to get like that all the time before the surgery like I'd be like oh I need to eat it's been a couple hours I feel like like not like faint but like really low blood sugary and I hated that feeling and that's actually why I was scared of the surgery because I thought I'd feel like that all the time and not be able to eat it was one of the fears I had about it um but I've been very lucky I feel very lucky the fact that that hormone grenolin doesn't exist for me anymore and it might come back eventually as my stomach heals and like redevelops but I also wanted to like, just go back to one thing you asked about, like, well, now that your stomach's like a little bit stretched out more or something like that, you said that in the question. And that's like a weird preconceived um, idea people have about it. It's very, very hard for your stomach to stretch out. You just start building a tolerance, just like a baby, like a newborn doesn't come out of your tummy and then start eating steak. Like you start with milk and then you Mm -hmm. build an oatmeal and then you, you introduce foods to their tummy. That's the same thing we do. It's exactly the same process for our little newborn tummies, but it'll be 40 years from now where my, if I did, if let's say I just ate like shit, like I did for 30 years (laughs) um, and I binged eat it, ate and did all the things that you're not supposed to do and consistently overate and stretched my stomach out. In 40 years from now, it could get back to where it was when I was 38 when I, or 39 when I had the surgery, but it's not going to be in a year from now. It doesn't just like all of a sudden expand and then you have all this space. I just wanted to like make sure that's super clear because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people think that and that's not the case. Definitely. Well, like, do you, what if you do over, you decide like, you know, you're like, decide to just like down a milkshake or something. Would you be able to burst your stomach open? <laughs> no, you can't burst it. Um, it's in, the sutures are healed within the first week, and then the organ itself is healed within the first three weeks. So you can't just burst it. But we, I've heard horror stories of people like coming out of surgery and going and getting like a double quarter pounder and fries. <laughs> And then they get very, very sick, like very sick. And you Mm -hmm. end up in the hospital. But I did probably like two months in after my surgery, I did eat my version of a milkshake, which is a protein shake mixed with ice. And I put cookie chunks in there and like 
was like, oh, I'm going to do like a McFlurry. I think I was on my period. I'm like, that's all I want. It's like a high protein McFlurry. Mm-hmm. And I literally shit my pants and thought I was going to throw. I had like a dumping syndrome Ooh. from it. And that was the only time I had that experience where it felt like the, a really, really bad flu for like an hour, like heart racing, sweaty palms, throwing up, like feeling like I'm going to throw up. I didn't throw up, but like definitely shitting myself <laughs> for like 30 minutes. Um, and that's kind of like the only instance I've had of it. And I haven't had one since because I'm super avoidant. Uh, but yeah, you can't like burst your stomach or anything. Yeah. Um, Stacy, just how, since you've lost like 60 pounds almost, do you have loose? Not that much since. Uh, so know? this is the first time that I've ever had my weight go so high in my life. Like, so for me, a normal weight, like I always fluctuated. I always had like difficulty, like losing weight and then keeping it off probably for the last 15 years. Um, but for me, this is the first time that I had gotten over 200 pounds. And I think, and I don't know for sure if this is just like, it, it this could very well just be in my own head. But the loose skin thing is, it's not happening for me right now. Because one, I don't think I've lost enough. And then two, I've never gone through like an extreme like 100 pound weight gain plus weight loss before I would imagine if I had done this once before, um, like this extreme amount, like I would probably have some loose skin, I don't know. But for whatever reason, my skin feels soft, but I wouldn't call it loose skin. Like if you look at my arms, you know, it, they kind of look like, like normalish arms, but if you touch them, it feels like, like a squish ball, you know, like it's a little like squishy. And so I know I'm soft, but I, I don't think loose skin is something that I have right now. Um, I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I plan on keep going though. I hope I, I mean, look, loose skin. Yeah. It's got its thing but like to me I look at loose skin as a badge of honor you earned Mm -hmm. it that's like it's hard like you have to have the weight loss in order to have the loose skin so that's like mad props you know it's like tiger stripes like after you had a baby totally absolutely yeah Mm -hmm. of course have Um, you had any hmm? kids oh no Mm. oh nice Mm-hmm. that's great that you don't really have that much loose skin that's one thing I was wondering too like our weights are similar if I would have a lot of loose skin because the idea of loose skin scares me but then it's like funny because I've had two kids and my belly is like a wreck anyways <laughs> so I don't know what I'm worried about <laughs> like lose it so I can get you know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think I think too like when you make this decision a lot of it has to be I mean of course there's vanity always in there as well but for me I know I was getting to a really unhealthy place and you know I looked at my parents and they're in their early 60s and they're dealing with diabetes and joint replacements and all kinds of stuff and I'm like you know what I'd much prefer go through one surgery now learn all the things do all the things get my health in order and then not have to deal with all that bullshit down the road. So that was kind of my philosophy going into it was really health being the top priority. Um, And then everything else is kind of secondary, but it's also like pretty fucking cool too. Like the fact that you feel strong and you can run and you can like Mm. do all the stuff that you wanted to do. And plus you like look hot, you feel hot, like all those things, you know? Right. That was my thing too, is I wanted, I wanted to make sure I kept it 
in a health, like health driven perspective. Mm -hmm. But I know that I get the vanity side of it too much. Like I love that I can fit a size 12 now and it's fucked up that our society is like, gives you more value or something be like even in our family like we say our dad like he's always kind of fucked us up about bod- women's bodies mm-hmm. like Corey and I and it's like I'm constantly fighting and Corey's called me out on it too of like like almost like being fat phobic or saying talking shit about big girls now because I'm like not one of them anymore mm-hmm. and it's really unhealthy and I really it's like just self-hate and I know that um and it's like counterintuitive to like how you should be you know like you should be like yeah I was there and like I support you and but it is like there's this double standard or like a double-edged sword kind of of like well society accepts me you know on um, as this size now versus a size 22 and it it's just shitty that that's how our society is and I love that it's shifting slowly you know mm-hmm. of like but being pos- body positive and stuff but I fall into it all the time and I don't don't want to I think it's ugly and it's just part of my own insecurity but it's fucked up you know it, it, is, it is what it is like I try and I have to acknowledge it and be like okay I'm gonna try to get but be- I try to be better about it you know but I love that my sit both of my sisters are like I don't want to speak for you Corey but I know that you've always like you've been really trying in the last few years to be like this is my body and I'm gonna love it and accept it mm-hmm. as it is right now right mm-hmm. but I also like I work relatively good with my eating and it just never seems like I'm ever like, you know, down to like where my BMI says I'm not, I'm healthy. You know what I mean? Like I've lost so much weight and it's always like obese or, you know? Yeah. Well, and there's one thing I wanted to add before that I completely like spaced and I just want to mention it now. One of the biggest differences for me, cause I do feel like I was a very healthy eater and I've been told before gosh, you eat so much salad and you you really do have like a tight rein on your diet. I have celiac disease, so I actually cannot digest gluten. So I haven't had pretzels or regular bread or buns or anything like that shit in like years. I'm like years. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So like people see my diet and they're like, how do you eat protein style every time you go to like the deli or to get a burger or whatever? And you're still heavy, right? Mm. For me, it was all about sheer volume. And this was something that we talked a lot about on our support group tonight was this, the actual volume of what you're consuming. You can eat perfectly healthy meals, but if you're still getting a thousand calorie worth of salad, you're still having a thousand calories at one sitting. Mm -hmm. So that for me was the biggest point of difference. I'm just pulling all of my knowledge and all of my experience with all the things and I'm implementing it with a tiny little bit like baby stomach. Mm-hmm. That's true. It's true. Portions it's a very big. nice tool for portion control. We're always going to be at a caloric deficit because yeah. we can't eat that much. But I feel like I eat all the time because I'm eating little meals. It's like what you hear supermodels eat. They're like, I eat 27 times a day. But because they eat like two tablespoons of food every hour on the hour. Like that's kind of how we eat at first. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also have to get in like between 80 to a hundred ounces of fluid, like water or for, in my case, protein water and Gatorade a day. So we really, really pump up our, um, hydration. Like I would doubt that any of us are, if we're doing our 
um, ounces are high dehydrated. <laughs> we mm-hmm. drink so much water so and much. whatever, but we don't drink True. sugar. Like you, you know, we don't eat. Sh- it's very restrictive. It, uh, you know, we you you can be calorically deficit in a deficit all the time, but if you eat like shit, and, or if you don't deal with the emotional roots of all this stuff you're not going to get better and I think Mm -hmm. that's why some people fail is because they don't do the mental work alongside the physical work and you have to do both and this forces you to it forces you to sit with yourself and be like well how does this why does my body image affect this or why does my health affect this like I had a really shitty day today like really shitty and it was really emotional it was like business stuff that I'm having to deal with like a year and a half later after the pandemic started. And I wanted a patty melt and fries and a soda from Rudford's. It's like my old go-to greasy spoon place. And I, and I'm on my period. So I really wanted it. And so for dinner, normally I would eat veggies and some chicken and like a little bit of mashed potatoes. And I ate salami and cheese and olives and crackers and hummus, like my old go-to snack food. Mm-hmm. I had that for dinner, but I had five olives, two tablespoons of hummus, four Ritz crackers, probably like five little baby rounds of salami, and then one slice of cheese. And that would have just been like the first round of like what I would inhale like at a snack. That was my dinner because I can't eat that much. And I thought I even put it on Instagram tonight. I was like, this is my, my new version of my comfort food. And I'm so grateful that I can eat all of these things and I still, I don't feel bad about it. Like I'm taking a moment to just like soothe myself a little bit with something that's familiar and that I love, but it's not the patty melt and fries and, you know, milkshake or whatever. So it's weird how this affects every aspect of your life. It really does. The surgery affects every, every element of your life and you really have to deal with it, which is surprising. Yeah. Um, well, I think that was like really all my like main questions. I wanted to say I do have loose skin. When I lean over, you can see my stomach like hanging down. Um, and then my inner thighs, I have like, looks like a toddler, <laughs> like rolls of skin. Um, so I actually, my sister knows this. I don't know if I ever told you this, Stacey, but I like was a, never an underwear wear before surgery. I just thought that they were stupid and like an extra waste, like extra piece of clothing that's unnecessary. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just thought underwear were like not wearing underwear was super cool <laughs> my whole life. <laughs> and um, I recently bought a bunch of different panties because my loose skin, it was like, like my thighs were kind of rubbing in a new Mm -hmm. weird way. And also my vagina, my thighs don't touch anymore. So my vagina was getting cold. (laughs) So, (laughs) so now I have a drawer full of underwear. I sent a picture of it to our friend Amy and she was dying laughing because she knows I don't like underwear. She's like, who are you? Um, But I wanted to say like, so I got the um, Bethany Frank, like, I don't know, booty short underwear at Ross or TJ Maxx the other day. And it actually like, sucks everything up really well and it mm. kind of holds it better in my pants like I don't know it sounds weird but I just figure if I get a tummy tuck I'm gonna wait till I have a couple of kids anyways so whatever I'm not gonna like it looks good in clothes and I'm not trying to like rock a bikini right now anyways so I'm okay with it it doesn't affect me like I think a lot of people it does like I don't have the urge to like go do the arm surgery or anything like that 
but yeah, everyone's I, different. Honestly, I came into this with the mentality that like, if I did end up with a apron or any kind of loose skin and it really made me uncomfortable, I was totally fine having plastics done. And I still plan to do something like, I definitely want my tits done. I was going to say, don't you want boobies? (laughs) Yeah, I definitely want to do my boobs, um, my ass more than likely, but I'm just kind of like open. Like if I go to the surgeon's office and they're like, drawing on me like the clown do you remember that episode of um <laughs> sex in the city when like mm-hmm. samantha goes in and they're like like playing the, <laughs> the clown song and she's like got all these circles on her that's how i want to be i'm like just fix it however like you know what i mean i'm just i want to be plastic barbie but like also still look normal in clothes um mm. but just to feel like comfortable and happy and like i said i mean if i had the loose skin to remove i would do it And I also kind of like planned ahead in the way of like budgeting for something like that a couple Mm. years from now. I'm like, I, this is part of it. So one of the things that I learned as well through this process is that our fat cells actually never leave us. Um, Those bitches just hang tight. They wait for us to screw up and then they fill back up again. Mm -hmm. So the only way to truly remove fat cells from your body is to do it through like plastics, through surgery. Um, and that's like through loose skin removal and things like that. So for me, I was like, oh, okay, well, if that's the way to do it, if I need it, I'm definitely going to be on board for it. I mean, granted, I don't plan on having kids, so it'd be very different. Like if I was in, you know, like crystal shoes wants to have a family, then that would be totally different. But for me, I'm just like, nah, I'm just waiting to have the next surgery. (laughs) Yeah. And you look, I think you look great. I don't, I don't think you even need boobs. I think your boobs look fine, but I want you to be happy with what you thank look like. You. So yeah, thanks. I'll support I'm, you. I am happy. They're, they're still cute, but they're, you know, I just. Mine we'll are see. definitely smushier for yeah. sure. Well, I was telling you, I was wearing a sports bra and I felt like they were like folding into each other. Like, this is so <laughs> weird. I have like crepey skin on my tits now. And I'm like, this is so bizarre. Mm-hmm. It's never happened for me before. So. Hmm. Which is kind of nice though, right? <laughs> You're like, <"All> right. <laughs> Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Cora, for coming on. And if the if there's any other questions, you can like ask us and then we'll address it on air, like without you on. But um, I'm excited okay. to like see what you if you decide to take this journey or you don't like I appreciate you being supportive of me and whatever you want to do. I just want you to be happy and healthy. So we're here for you, too. Thanks. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely listen to a couple of the episodes and I think you guys are great you know because it's like Thanks. you're not like, trying to fake anything you know what I mean it's like you were very relatable which I think thank you well, Thanks. We, we have a lot of fun together I feel like I've known Crystal like my whole life but it's actually mm-hmm. in reality been a couple of months and over Instagram and like the phone and stuff so <laughs> trust well, me it'll feel like that- forever <laughs> well, she has that ability to be like best friends immediately. She's so oh, nice. Oh, I'm not nice, but I'm lovable. All right. Well, thanks so much, ladies. This was a fun You're chat. Welcome. And see right. I love you, and I'll talk to you soon. Yes, we love Bye. you. Thank you so much. Bye, Corey. Bye.